Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The official sponsor of the Can We Please Talk podcast is Fresh Roasted Coffee. Let's get you some great tasting coffee to help you start your day off right. Whether you're shopping for coffees, teas, syrups, mixes, mugs, gift cards, and more, when you get to checkout, enter in the promo code CANWEGET20 to get 20% off your first purchase of the delicious coffee that helps Nick and I get through these episodes. Head to our sponsors at FreshRoastedCoffee.com today. Hey, everybody. Welcome into an all-new episode of Can We Please Talk podcast. As always, I'm Mike Leon. And I'm Nick Saveri. On the pod today, Nick, the aliens, they're coming. Well, not officially. More on the four UFOs that have been shot down over the past few weeks here in the U.S. and Canada. Plus, later on in the program, a story no one is talking about. Yet here we are talking about it. The train derailment that happened in East Palestine, Ohio. If you haven't heard about this story and the effects of what is happening in this town post this train derailment, chemicals that it's been carrying. I'm going to get into it and my co-host Twitter battle with somebody on this specific topic. More on that in just a bit. Uh, first, before I say hello to the dashing Nicholas Severi, I want to shout out a couple of things. Uh, first, our thoughts and prayers. We continue to say this here on the program. I hate even using that phrase um, but what happened with the school shooting at Michigan State University last night? Again, as of this taping, three people have died. There are five more people that are injured in it. The suspect has taken his own life as well. Um, this story kind of broke late last night uh, into the wean hours, well, depending upon when you're listening to this program. And so uh, more information is coming out about that shooting. But again, just like we've echoed here on this program, there's one common denominator in all of this. 
it's one common denominator. It's the access to the gun. And this shooter was able to take that gun and go into the campus. And now three people no longer are with us here on this planet. Um, really sad situation all around. We'll be covering that as more unfolds about that shooting. But again, I mean, every time we cover one, another one seems to pop up. Um, quick segue as I can. I want to shout out a friend of mine from college, my friend Ariana, who uh, recently posted something about her, her breast cancer battle that she just found out of recently, about a month ago that she was diagnosed with. And thank God through early detection, she's in the early stages of fighting this. Uh, I want to shout it out because breast cancer awareness is normally in October, but please, and according to her and other women that are in my life that have echoed this, uh, go get early detection, go get your mammograms early on. You can go to bcr bcrf.org, find out more about how you can donate to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Uh, please go out there and, and get uh, checked out. And men too, you know, prostate cancer, that's going to be coming up as I'm getting older in age, as you and I are both in Club 40, Nick, that is a high priority for males. So go out there and get checked. Uh, shout out to Ari, and, and I hope she gets better soon as, as she continues her fight in the early stages here. So just want to shout out those two things here at the top of the program. Now I say hello to Mr. Severi. Uh, Nick, you know, the, sh the shooting broke last night. You and I didn't even get a chance to text about it. It happened overnight, and the police were giving, uh, you know, a, a press conference, I believe, late last night, around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, well, how are you doing, first and foremost? And then uh, a quick takeaway on yet another School shooting, man, I, I just, I, I don't, I'm at a loss for words, man. I, I don't know how this ever ends and we're never going to get a buy-in from the people that are, you know, holding on to these pieces of metal and don't realize that that, that is part of the problem. Yeah. There's, there's not much more to add. Um, it's, it always comes back to the availability of guns. I, and I'll also bring up the fact that we, we just have a lot of people in this country who, whose solution to being, um, in a state of despair is to harm other people. Now, we're not unique in that way. I mean, that's that's a problem across the world. And, you know, it's in many ways unique to our species um, or species <laughs> across the planet. But it's, yeah, it's just sad and aggravating because it's so preventable. Honestly, there, you know, there has to be a better way of making it harder to have access to a weapon. And we're seeing more and more those recently, I forgot the state, but, um, well, it's a police officer that talked about this too. Of you know, it's it can't be this easy for citizens to have guns because ultimately it makes it harder for for the police. And I bring this up because oftentimes, if I'm drawing a Venn diagram, the people who tend to be blue lives matter people also tend to be people who believe in essentially no gun restrictions whatsoever. But yet, the same people that you support allegedly are the same people that come out and talk about the fact that their lives are harder because citizens can have access to all kinds of weapons. And again, just speaking for myself, I believe people should have access to a gun. If you feel that you need something in your home, there's a whole conversation about that. That's fine. But I'm okay with that. But I think as a citizenry, we should all have a conversation about what particular piece of you know, artillery should you have access to as, as a citizen. And the fact that we can't, we can't agree on that. It says volumes of our country, but uh, but ultimately, this today is is just a day of mourning. You know, we have three people, three people in college, 
um, who've just been murdered. And you have a person who was suffering from mental dis from despair and um, whatever else, you know, we'll find over social media posts and all that stuff about this individual who's also now dead. Um, the other common denominator here is once again, the shooter is a male. And I recall a conversation you and I had with Dr. Stephen Kirtan at um, UNC Greensboro, you know, sociology professor who talked about this. This continues to be a trend that male aggression, when coupled with access to weapons, results in a great deal of harm that can happen. Um, and these are the and as we're having this conversation, I think this is what's not happening in the halls of Congress. We're not talking about trends that we see that indicate any form of legislation. You know, on one side of it, you have the people that say, what about Chicago, which is basically coded language for, you know, well, black people have guns and look at that stuff in the cities and all these things. But those same people don't actually want to meaningfully do anything about having access to weapons for people in the suburbs. And if we're going to be honest with ourselves, most of the time, these types of incidents happen in places like East Lansing. It happens in the suburbs. And that's the conversation we're not, we don't want to have. We want to talk about guns when we talk about access to people of color or in urban areas. I'm using quotes when I say that. But when it happens in other places, like say, oh, I don't know, Littleton, Colorado, that suddenly we can't do that. Um, and, you know, and I, to be, not to be cruel about this, but as a country, we're getting what we deserve here. We refuse to, we refuse to deal with this in a united way. Um, not getting any meaningful legislation around it. And yes, I'm aware that we did pass legislation, but since that legislation has passed, which was last year, I believe we've had at least 63 incidents of mass shooting. That's actually more days, by the way, more mass shootings than there are days on the calendar. Yeah. No, you're right about using the strict language, you know, and getting right to it. Like, again, it does sound callous, um, but it's factual. Nobody wants to come to the bargaining table with respect to weapons, and the common denominator. I mean, he didn't go in there with, you know, a hip hop CD. He didn't go in there with a CRT textbook and start throwing pages, Nick. He went in there with a gun and started shooting. So you don't want to get to the core of the problem. We're never going to solve it. Uh, we leave it there more on that story as it unfolds and we find out more details about it. Uh, let's get into some weaponry that our government has been using to shoot down a bunch of different things uh, over the last about two weeks, and you may have missed it if you were watching the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday as the Pentagon gave a press conference right around the same time. Uh, so pretty uh, innocuous there by the by the Pentagon. We'll get into that in a second. But over the last uh, two weeks, there have been unidentified flying objects that have been shot down across the United States and Canada in conjunction with the U.S. government and the Canadian government. We all know about February 4th and that suspected Chinese spy balloon that was down off the South Carolina coast. It was detected over the Montana regions, or at least when it came over from Alaska and then made its way all the way throughout the United States. But since then, February 10th, 11th and 12th, the U.S. has shot down a car-sized object near Dead Horse, Alaska. They shot down an unidentified object near the central Yukon up in Canada. And then on February 12th, U.S. fighter jets, this was on Super Bowl Sunday, shot down an object, speaking of Michigan, in Lake Huron, in Michigan. Um, now, again, the U.S. has given a press conference yesterday. Uh, the Pentagon and John Kirby were able to make some statements as well as White House Press Secretary KJP 
Take a listen to what they said at the podium yesterday. We do not assess that these most recent objects posed any direct threat to people on the ground, and we are laser-focused on confirming their nature and purpose, including through intensive efforts to collect debris in the remote locations where they have fallen. In each instance, we have followed the same basic course. We assessed whether they posed any kinetic threat to people on the ground. They did not. That said, because we have not yet been able to definitively assess what these most recent objects are, we acted out of an abundance of caution to protect the security, our security, our interest, and flight safety. I just wanted to make sure we address this from the White House. I know there have been questions and, and concerns about this, but there is no, again, no indication of aliens or extraterrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. Again, there is no indication of aliens or terrestrial activity with these recent takedowns. That is really funny right there. She went on to say also that she's seen the movie E.T. and uh, she loves it, but no aliens uh, so far. We have in our next episode, on our Thursday episode, Pentagon Correspondent's going to be coming on the program to talk more about this. But uh, Nick, with everything that's been happening and General Van Herc mentioned also in the press conference, we didn't play the clip there, that the U.S. has modified the filters and gains for radar capabilities to look at uh, objects, either small or large, at high altitudes and low speed objects. These objects were flying above or around the same distance as, you know, uh, airline um, aircraft carriers. So could, you know, easily there was one a story, I believe, of an American Airlines pilot that was on NBC News that he actually reached out to tower control on a flight from I forget where it was going. It was going to Phoenix, but I forget where it left from. And he saw the object fly maybe about within 5,000 feet of the aircraft and actually called out to air traffic control about what is this thing flying over our heads? What do you make of right now these, these shoot downs that have been happening over the last you know 10 days or so since February 4th and the Chinese balloon gate uh, and, and what the government is saying, not saying about it as they still try to recover debris? I heard, um, I forget which representative was on with Wolf Blitzer last night and they were mentioning about the latest shoot down in Lake Huron, Michigan. The, the debris is down at the bottom of the lake. So they have to recover all of the debris. So it's going to take time. And as we sit here and wait to find out what's going on, all we have is the Chinese spy balloon and then instances of all of these unidentified flying objects. So is it related to the first thing or is it something uh, else? What do you make of all of this that's been going on over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a real it's just a, it's a, it's a trend, it seems. You know, we're having these different objects come up. And it's funny because often when we say UFO, we, you know, we sort of hand our brains over the pop culture and think about aliens and stuff. But literally, it's something just we can't define yet, but we see it. Right. So, yeah, it's, it just seems like the government's doing its job, first and foremost. Let's go to facts for a second. So every time we're seeing one of these things, government's getting involved, shooting it down. And now they're about to study it. You know, in 2023, we want answers as a, as a citizenry so quickly. And I'm going to get to that in a moment when we talk about another news story that we're not giving any time to this. You know, these things are coming up and what gets scary. And this probably confirms why the government may take the stance it does in terms of, you know, very strategically providing information to the masses is we can get in a really dangerous situation of making all kinds of wild speculation. And there are members of Congress who are currently doing that. And it's not helping anyone. 
you know, on this show, we talk about trying to stick to the facts and 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 dive deeper. And that's all we can do here. All we know is we've seen multiple incidents like this happen. Uh, most recently, we had the spy balloon and then all these you know, things have been shot down since then. All the government can do is start to study what these materials are or rather what these what these flying objects are. And then we and then we go from there. But then there's also a larger question of where are they all coming from? You know, what what nation is is at is at the cause of all this? Or is this something internal? Is this just something that, you know, the U.S. is testing out and, you know, they keep, you know, getting like there's I don't I have no idea, man. But all we can do is just stay stay on top of it. Um, I think the fact the fact that people are trying to get more information, I think sometimes we often forget that the United States government is made up of people like us. Look no further than some of the people in Congress. You know, it's the same level of intelligence. We're not you know, people in Congress, people in the Department of Defense. Not everyone there has an IQ of 170. Not every person there is an MIT graduate. Tony Stark times 100 isn't making up your defense department. It's just average people like us that happen to be in positions of political authority. So this is no different than Mike and I encountered something like this, and we're having to use all of our resources to figure out what's going on and how do you communicate that to people. That's what it means to run a stable government. You provide what information is important and what information is reliable. If we're not having any type of strategic planning of what you tell people, then you are going to create chaos, essentially. And that's that's not the place to be. You know, we we are at a time where we feel that we should have access to all information and make decisions for ourselves, like vaccines and stuff. And I hate to break it to you folks, but most of you are not in the Department of Defense. Most of you have no military background. Most of you are not scientists. So let's leave it to them to decide what's going on. And then let's figure out what's happening. Yeah, I think the back to your vacuum uh, point, which I think you were trying to make, which is people tend to fill disinformation into that vacuum. Well, I'm not hearing anything. So uh, I'll just go down the rabbit holes of conspiracy theories. And, you know, once is an accident, twice is on purpose, three times is a trend, right? So people tend to think in that mindset and they think Chinese spy balloon. Now, okay, the Chinese are attacking us with some of these objects. Uh, uh, Why are they interfering with Canada? The alien thing I thought was really silly, but obviously she has to say that just to cover ourselves. Like I said, we'll be covering that story more with a Pentagon correspondent who's been asking the questions of of the government. What is going on and what do we need to uh, you know, what what is happening? Like what is happening with all these instances? Is it something uh, more or less related to what is happening uh, with the Chinese spine balloon? We, We just don't know. But right now is not the time to fill that vacuum with disinformation. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your website should be a marketing asset, not an engineering challenge. Empowering everyone from independent designers to whole marketing teams, Webflow combines the power of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript and places them all in a completely visual canvas. Trusted by companies like Lattice and Discord, it changes the way marketers, designers, and engineers create for the web. Now you can build the site you want without the dev time. Start building for free at webflow.com. Nick, today's episode is presented as always by our friends over at Fresh Roasted Coffee. Since 2009, their passion has always been bringing you gourmet coffees from all over the world, roasted fresh to order. I got my coffee snob here, Nick Saveri. Nick, tell these people, coffee snob it up here. Tell these people why Fresh Roasted Coffee is so good and why they're the official sponsor of Can We Please Talk? You know, often the best cup of coffee that you're ever going to have is the one you can you can make from home. And you need good quality coffee to do that. And that's what Fresh Roasted Coffee offers. You know, between single origin, between blends, flavors, anything on the coffee spectrum they've got. But more importantly, and I can't stress this enough, often when you purchase coffee, you don't know where to start. I mean, there's so many different varieties, so many different opportunities, so many different things you could choose from. And Fresh Roasted Coffee just gives you a very simple questionnaire and just says, hey, figure out what your cup, what your coffee cup is. Figure out what blend works for you. I've gotten some single origin recommendations, so is Mike, and that's influenced everything. And what they recommend, you can get in a Keurig cup, the way Mike takes it. You can take it in the way I do it, which is typically through a French press, or you can get it for a percolator. Whatever coffee machine you've got, they've got you covered. But more importantly, just a huge variety and a way to learn more about coffee itself. No, that's very well said. And all of this is available at freshroastedcoffee.com on their site. One cup is all it takes to fall in love with fresh roasted coffee, but you get a discount for being a listener of Can We Please Talk. All you got to do is enter in the promo code Can We Get 20 at checkout to get 20% off your first purchase. Head to freshroastedcoffee.com today. All right. And our second story today, Nick, uh, a story that no one's talking about yet. If you do a simple Google search, everyone is talking about it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a train wreck carrying toxic chemicals in Eastern Ohio. It ignited this fire in the town of East Palestine or Palestine, depending upon how you say it. Around 9 p.m. on February 3rd, a train derailed and the village has about 4,700 residents. This town is about 50 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. About 50 of the train's 150 cars ran off the tracks uh, from Madison, Illinois to Conway, Pennsylvania is where the company or where the train was going. It's operated by Norfolk Southern, and it had been carrying chemicals and combustible materials that have vinyl chloride. And this vinyl chloride is a toxic, flammable gas being of most concern to the people that are on the ground covering this right now, the investigators, because large plumes of smoke went up in the air. The residents were all told to evacuate. They were giving a couple days um, to, to evacuate and not return until it had been deemed safe to return. Now, because this is near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, both governors of Ohio and 
Pennsylvania were notified about this and the possible explosion that this could lead to. The National Transportation Safety Board has been involved in this and the Environmental Protection Agency has been involved in this as well. The problem is, is the EPA on February 12th has been monitoring the air, obviously, since this happened. And they said it had not detected contaminants at the levels of concerns in and around the area. But residents were still smelling odors. Residents were complaining of pets dying. And the local news was covering this and national news was been covering this. Take a listen to this. And we want to bring you latest now on that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, right over the Pennsylvania border, where a controlled release of the chemical materials inside one of those cars started just a short time ago. The governor of Ohio says the toxic chemicals contained in five tanker cars are very deadly. People are still concerned about a lot of things out here. They're worried about the air and also the water not just for themselves, but also for their animals. That's why they're adamant about getting independent testing done. Now to that smoldering toxic scene in Ohio. Authorities there say the danger from that trail derailment, I should say near the Ohio-Pennsylvania border, it's far from over. And there's no timeline for when it will be safe for residents to return home. CBS's Roxana Saberi is there. Tonight, there is fear and frustration for thousands who remain blocked from their homes, not knowing when it will be safe to return. So the reason I bring that up is because this has been covered by national news, local news outlets, outlets, excuse me, from CBS News to NBC News. Simple Google searches about this. Everyone has been talking about this story and this hazardous gas. And there's so many layers about this. Why was the train carrying uh, these type of chemicals, uh, what happened with respect to the accident, and then Norfolk Southern donating $25,000 to help the residents in the town with respect to shelters and lodging, yet the company's worth $54.2 billion, $25,000 donation. The reason I bring up why has nobody been talking about this using air quotes and a part of it is in sarcastic tone is because my co-host got into a Twitter battle with somebody who wrote something about this on Twitter. Sophia Kiani, who is a U.N. advisor, recently tweeted out about no one talking about this and other members of Congress have been posting about it. Yet I just played for you a bunch of sources Uh, from the trusted outlets that have been covering this story. Uh, Nick, I want to give you the floor right now because this is a huge story that is happening. There's been cuts, obviously, to the EPA recently uh, under the Trump administration. We also know about that lawsuit that was, uh, uh, excuse me, the, the case that was being brought before the Supreme Court that could take away a lot of what the EPA uh, can do with respect to issues that happen like this. And then there's so many layers about the derailment itself the poisonous gas, the EPA giving the all clear for people to return back. And now they're returning back and pets are dying. Residents are complaining of being sick. Uh, very similar to if you ever seen the movie Aaron Brockovich and what happened with P&E Power Gas and Light Company out in California. This story is eerily similar to that. A big multi-billion dollar company that happens to have an accident. And now the residents of a small town are facing the after effects. And, you know, a class action suit's probably going to come out of all of this. I want to get first your takeaways on the the actual derailment and then the Twitter battle you got into about no one's covering this, yet here we are covering it and everyone else has been covering it. Yeah, you know, with regards to the the derailment itself, it's a conversation that well, not even a conversation. It's not it's a call to action, you know, for all of us. 
you know, the EPA is a <clears throat> is a government based organization. You know, you have the opportunity to call the EPA. But first thing you should probably do is contact your local member of Congress. And not to sound like the grumpy old man, um, I would invite you all, if you're not sure who that is, Senate.gov, House.gov, get on the phone. As soon as you wrap up this incredible episode we're doing, get on the phone and call someone. Take action. You know, one of the big takeaways from what I was seeing last night, and I was on Twitter a far lot longer than I wanted to be. But before I get into that, um, but yeah, Mike, you brought up, I think, the biggest question. Why in the world are chemicals like these being transported? Why are we still using chemicals like these in 2023? These are a lot of good questions that we should all be asking. It's questions we should be asking our local elected officials. We should also be lighting up the switchboards for the company itself. There's a lot of opportunities for taking action. You know, Here's two guys doing a podcast, bringing up ideas of how we can all as citizens be further engaged, right? I know later today, I'm going to hopefully make some time from work to, you know, call Representative Susan Wild's office. You know, Representative Wild is our uh, member of the House who represents our district here in the Lehigh Valley, just to put it on her radar. Uh, and, I, and I would invite Mike to do the same. I invite all of you listening to this show who's wondering, you know, if this is such a big deal, why is it not getting covered? Forget coverage for a minute. Honestly, I mean, we could talk about that and Mike just disprove that anyway. Forget coverage. Think about action. You know, this is not about being a passive observer saying, well, oh, woe is me. It's 2023 in the age of the Internet. You have the opportunity to do something to take action. You do not have to be passive. So let's talk about what happened to me on Twitter yesterday. I want to share a little statistic with you. This is from July 2022. <clears throat> Sorry, June of 2022. In general, any tweet you post usually gets to between 50 to 100 impressions. Typically, at most, maybe one to five likes, retweets, and replies. Only your best tweets seem to get to break 200 impressions or get over a dozen or two acts of engagement. So I'm a nobody. We all know this. Even my kids know this, especially on Twitter. So why is it that something I posted last night is currently up to 77,761 impressions? Wonder why? Here's why. Because I touched a nerve. Now, I don't know the original person who posted the, well, nobody's covering a tweet, but it set me off. And it's ridiculous I'm sitting here talking about a Twitter conversation, but this is important. And it's important because it, it hits on something that we need to stop doing as a news-consuming society. It's really dangerous to say, and it's dangerous for this reason, to say no one's covering it. Folks, the first thing that you should do when a story like that breaks, now knows that this knows the most important statistic Mike brought up. There's two. One, East Palestine, Ohio is not New York City. It's not Los Angeles. It's not Detroit. It's not Philadelphia. It's not a major city. It's not going to get that kind of coverage that you hope it should be because of an environmental issue. I'm glad you care about the environment, but be honest with yourself. You didn't until yesterday, probably or the other day, you probably didn't even know East Palestine is a place in the United States of America. Secondly, 4,700 residents. How many stories are you all aware of that involve a town of 4,700 residents? Now, had there been a mass shooting like at Michigan, like in Michigan State, you probably would. And yet get to ask yourself the important question. Why is one story covered versus one that, is, that gets less coverage? It's not about something that's getting coverage and one that's totally ignored. That doesn't happen. There's too many news agencies. Someone's reporting it. But just ask yourself that question. 
why is something getting more why is something get more attention and the answer is take a basic course on journalism or get a major in it like mike and i did if it bleeds it leads it's a very simple concept an environmental tragedy involving a town of 4700 people is not going to show up all over the nation it's going to take time but but if you were curious if you really cared you would have probably gone to two of the following sources WKBN Channel 27 in Youngstown, Ohio, who has the story on their website. Or the Morning Journal, based out of Lisbon, Ohio, local newspaper. When stories break, and this is anywhere, East Lansing with a mass shooting, or anywhere where there's a mass shooting, the first place you probably should go is to just find the local news. We talked about this a lot, actually, as it related to Brett Favre in Mississippi, when we had Anna Wolf on. You know, yes, it's Brett Favre, it's a national figure, but the first place to go is the people who are actually covering it. Folks, one of the missions about this show is to put in front of you all quality journalists. And when we really get lucky, we get local journalists because we believe in the power of local journalism. We believe in the need for local journalism. So when I'm seeing on Twitter, everyone getting into this argument about, well, I didn't hear it, therefore it didn't happen. Do you have any idea how silly you sound? You, one out of 330 million people, say this. But meanwhile, out of the same, out of your same mouth or your fingers, I guess, is the realization that you are aware of it. It's a matter of timing that's bothering you. And if it's a matter of timing, I'm going to ask you to step back and recognize something very important. When something comes to your doorstep in the form of Twitter, news, whatever. There are many people who make decisions on this when it comes to news in the form of news producers. One thing I saw a lot of was people bringing up television a lot. Well, NBC didn't cover it. CBS didn't cover it. My family, you know, they're all MSNBC viewers. And I tried to be respectful. And because I was respectful, by the way, is why this tweet got that many impressions. Because if I start shutting people down and calling them intellectually inferior, this isn't going anywhere. And I'm not contributing to an informed discourse. Folks, don't let TV producers tell you what's important. If you think something is critical, do the work. It's Google's an amazing thing. All you have to do is just dig in. But because people want to be lazy, they don't want to actually put in any effort. They feel should all come to them, which is arguably some of the most entitled stuff I can imagine recently. It's unacceptable. It's 2023. You all have the opportunity to be media literate. You have to take advantage of that. There's a lot more I could share here, but I want to be respectful of time. But I will leave you with just the reality of follow this train of thought. Something happens, check out local news, local sources first. Secondly, go to trusted, reliable sources such as the Associated Press, Reuters, and organizations at that level who are not trying to editorialize. They are simply reporting news. They are news sources that aggregate information constantly. They are fantastically reliable. And three, most importantly, do not assume, do not assume that television news, national television news like CNBC, MSNBC, Fox, that they are going to give this enough attention. Because if it doesn't stir enough controversy, it's not getting past a news producer. Mike could probably verify that. But don't let other people tell you what's important. If this is something that is crucial to you, go find out about it. And I totally agree with that. I mean, again, I started out as an assignment desk editor 
And what that means is you're literally looking for alerts from the Associated Press or from other outlets, whether it be at the local level, so we can take that affiliate feed and put it up on the national network so we can cover it. Um, I want to I want to hop on your Twitter uh, spat because you can go check out, by the way, follow us on Twitter at Can We Please Talk and follow Nick at, at MPZ1978. You can follow me at Mike Leon with four E's there. Um, but on Twitter, like you posted to her about, are you not using Google or is the nobody talking about story X just your attempt at getting likes and retweets? And you put a couple screenshots in there. The screenshots you put in there were from simple searches, like you mentioned, the EPA and their response to the train derailment, the AP News and their story covering this on February 4th. CBS's news, uh, Washington Post had an article about it, the New York Times, CNN, the Cincinnati Inquirer, obviously because this happened in Ohio. So right there, just seven outlets. And I just played a montage from CBS News's affiliate in, in the Pittsburgh area, CBS News is national, Nora O'Donnell covering that on the evening news program. And then obviously NBC News was the middle clip there. So it, it's a 24-7 news cycle. I've mentioned this in our live show in DC. Like you can't watch television for 24 hours straight. So you you're nobody is covering this is literally the straw man thing. Like there, there is somebody covering this. You just weren't awake or didn't see it. And in this new age of the way people consume news and information, it's done through a bunch of different methods. You can see it on their YouTube channels. You can follow these trusted outlets like Reuters, like CNN, like MSNBC, like Fox. And you can watch short form clips. Um, you can watch the pressers live streamed on YouTube. You can check out things on the Twitter feed by just going to the hashtags East Palestine, or you can, you know, Ohio train. Like that's the first thing I do. I go to Twitter and search to see what journalists have been posting about this. So I am with you. I hate that when people use this argument that's not backed with any data, the, no one is talking about this. It's just not true. Because not only are we talking about this on this show, on this little old show that could, uh, there are other people at trusted outlets that are talking about this and covering this extensively at the local and national level. So we leave it there. Uh, definitely more about this story, because like I said, I think this is going to be a multi-layered, multi-year, eventually going to end out in a class action lawsuit because everything that's been happening with this derailment and the chemicals, what led to the actual accident why the train was carrying these chemicals. And then Norfolk offering the town $25,000 when they're worth more than $54 billion. I mean, it just has the, it has all of the similar earmarkings uh, of what happened in that Aaron Brockovich case. It's the first thing I thought of uh, with respect to similarities. And we're going to see, you know, these folks have been displaced from their community. They can't go back. And, and obviously water's contaminated. It runs all the way up to West Virginia. So it's going to affect a lot of different people there in, the, in that part of the country between Ohio, Pittsburgh and West Virginia. So more on this story, more on this story, excuse me, as it unfolds. So we leave it there. Uh, as always, for our video, you can check out our YouTube channel. Can we please talk podcast? Type it in there. Hit the subscribe button for me. Uh, audio podcast platforms, you know, them by now, Apple, Spotify, Google. Shout out to everybody who listens to us on Good Pods. Leave us a five star view and comment on whatever platform you can. Follow us over on Braid. Braid is a social media app that we have partnered with where we create exclusive content over there. If you want to learn more about the unidentified flying object story, 
Idris Ali from Reuters, the Pentagon correspondent, he joined us over on Braid. So go over to Braid, download it in the App Store or the Play Store on Google, and you can download Braid and follow us over there on Braid. I can't thank each and every one of you for listening to this program. As always, I'm Mike Leon. And I'm Nick Saveri. We'll see everybody next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.